You're listening to the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. 445 to go. Sooner shift into Wildcat. It'll be Eric Gray. Snap. Gray. Runs it left. Up the middle. He's to the goal line. And he's in. He's in. Eric Anthracite with the touchdown. And the Sooners are back up to score. It's Baylor in Oklahoma this Saturday from Norman. Here now is the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. It is a 19-yard field goal, a little bit of a tough angle here. It's on the left hash. Going to have to push it right. There's the snap, and it's a fake. It's a pitch to Schmidt, and it's a touchdown. It's a touchdown on the ground by Zach Schmidt. For the second time this season, the Sooners work a fake field goal to Back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Toby Rowland with the call, courtesy of the Sooner Sports Network from Learfield. A couple of their touchdowns in the 27-13 win over Iowa State last Saturday. Moves the Sooners to 5-3 and three on the season, 2-3 and three in Big 12 conference play. Hosting Baylor this Saturday afternoon, 2 p.m. in Norman. And we welcome in the longtime voice of the Oklahoma Sooners. I want to say our good friend Toby Rowland joins us now. Toby, welcome to you. Thank you very much, gentlemen. How are we tonight? Yeah, we are doing great. It's been a while. I was telling Aaron, it's been a while since we've talked. So uh, we're going to yeah. just let people listen in while you and I catch up. Is that okay? That's <laughs> good. How's the fam, John? Everybody yeah, everybody's doing good? good. How about you? Good. Oh, they're doing great. Thanks for asking. That's great. That's great. Well, uh, big game Saturday, isn't it? I mean, you think back. Uh, I mean, you look at the schedule every Saturday, and really every game this year is a significant matchup. It's been a wild year already. Boy, it really has. I, I commented a couple of weeks back, every Saturday you look at the Big 12 slate and it feels like a college basketball Saturday yeah, in the Big yeah. 12. Like every game is evenly matched. It could go either way. Um, you know, there's no bottom feeder in the league this year. Kansas has been a formidable foe. And so – no, it's been a lot of fun. I think our two teams had hopes that when this matchup rolled around, it was, you know, the two teams on top of the conference, um, and that's not the case. But it's still very important, I know, for both sides, and nobody's been mathematically eliminated from anything, so this ought to be fun. Two teams picked one and two in the Big 12 in the preseason, and uh, here we finally get to the game, and it's on ESPN+. Plus. What's the reaction been in your parts about that? We've been rejected. We've been sent down to the uh, streaming services. Well, I think um, I'll give you guys a little insight out there. When J-Mo saw that it was on ESPN+, Plus, he got very excited because that's what us radio guys do. That's because right. we know we're going to have way more listeners. You're exactly <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, yeah. I, I think the uh, feeling around here has been um, – you know, disappointment, but everything uh, OU moved to ESPN Plus this year. Uh, they signed a new contract with them, so it's a pretty familiar format for our fans. I'm not saying they like it, but not all of them anyway, but it's it's pretty familiar. Uh, they had a game on there earlier this year, so I think that they're uh, learning to adjust. We're just glad we're not playing at 11 a.m. 
Uh, <laughs> we've, we've had five, and next week we got a sixth 11 a.m. game this year. So a 2 o'clock kick is nice. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize that. You've had five already and another one coming up. Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> and and for your, uh, what, six-hour pregame show, that, that gets gets you going pretty early <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah, we need us to kick uh, for two o'clock kick. We don't have to start till eight a.m. So that's pretty good. <laughs> that's great. Uh, I think uh, I think this is a very smart move by ESPN. What they're doing is they're kind of forcing the huge Oklahoma fan base to either subscribe yeah. or to at least do a trial uh, subscription to ESPN Plus. Yeah, and that's a well, I mean, I think. It- I think that's probably part of it, but I mean, you've seen them put some other, you know, bigger games, and this is an attractive game. You've seen them do that in other conferences this year, push them to their streaming service just because they're trying to beef up their streaming service. Um, So I think this is, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, this is the future. We got NFL games, the Amazon prime game on Thursday night. We had a, NFL game on ESPN Plus Sunday morning. Uh, more and more collegiate programming going to the streaming services as well. So uh, it's not as convenient for everybody, but it's kind of the way the world's going, I'm afraid. So, or and maybe you like it, I don't know, but that's the way the world's going. So, yep. As yep. long as more people listen to the radio, I don't really bother <laughs> much about it. Hey, we're always in the same place, right? You can find uh, yeah. Toby's broadcast or our broadcast. So tune that in. We'll be we'll be right where we always are. Uh, Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners, joins us. What what it has been? What is the uh, the biggest difference you've seen in Brent Venable's first year so far? Um, you know, there's a very obvious uh, defensive personality to this program now. Now, I'm not here to tell you they've played great defense yet this year, but that's what Brent Venables is known for. That's what, you know, he came to fame for at OU the first time around and probably became known as the top defensive coordinator in America at Clemson, certainly one of them. And uh, from the moment he took over, you know, at his introductory press conference, he said, we're going to get back to playing the type of defense that Oklahoma is proud of, you know, the Brian Bosworths and Rocky Kalmuses and my, my partner, Teddy Lehman and Leroy Selman and all the great defensive players that we've had at OU through the years. They haven't been real proud about how we played defense around here the last decade or so. And so there's been an emphasis on that. Certainly in the world of recruiting, we've seen a major uptick in the defensive talent that is at least, you know, committed, nothing is uh, written in stone yet and brought in last year. And um, just to kind of a different focus on it. Now they started strong defensively, hit a major rough patch there for about three games. And if they played better, but I think for the most part, fans understand that this is going to be a little bit of a process. It's not going to happen immediately. He's going to have to get, his talent in here and oh, you fans aren't known for being overly patient, but they're going to be a little bit patient that, um, that that plan is going to work because they're eager for it. You know, they're they're They've loved how many points they've put up around here the last few years, but haven't loved how they play defense. So I'd say that's the, the biggest difference that we've noticed. 
I got you. And uh, would you say in those three losses back-to-back-to-back in the middle of the season, the the common thread there was no Dylan Gabriel, and now that he's back and, uh, you know, at the helm, that that the offense is obviously playing better. Yeah. Now, Dylan played against Kansas State. Okay. Got hurt early against TCU and did not play at all against Texas. And certainly – in the Texas and TCU games, uh, not having him out there was a was a major problem. Uh, they lost forty nine nothing to Texas, so you'd be hard pressed to say that one guy made forty nine points worth of difference. But uh, it would have certainly been a closer game, and you never know what happens if you know you jump out in front and things falls weird that way. But uh, his reinsertion into the lineup has certainly been a huge pick me up for this offense. They've looked entirely different since he came back. Uh, No doubt about that. Now, they have been hit or were hit by a rash of injuries there in that three-game losing streak across the board, offensively and defensively, and that didn't help. But he was certainly the, the biggest missing piece to the puzzle. And come to find out since since that game, September 24th, Kansas State's a really good team. I mean, yeah. they are really good. Yeah, and so is TCU. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's funny how you size up the conference at the beginning of the year. We all do these preseason rankings, and then you get to this part of the year and you say we had it all wrong, and, and inevitably that's the case. Those Those purple teams are pretty good, and Oklahoma <laughs> started with them back-to-back. And um, and they got kicked, and they've been licking their wounds ever since. Uh, they played better in the win over Kansas. I think the the win last week at Iowa State was probably their best all-around performance of the year. Uh, They were really good defensively, and they only put up 27 points offensively, but that's a, as you know, that's a solid Iowa State defense that John Haycock has up there. They they played pretty pretty well. They turned them over three times. So I think they're feeling better and better about uh, how things are going. It was pretty bleak around here three weeks ago. Uh, Getting to a bowl game looked like it might not happen, which is unfathomable in these parts. But they're feeling a little better each of the last couple of weeks and certainly know they've got a big task in front of them on Saturday. Yeah, this is really a a big swing game, isn't it? I mean, really important for both teams. And, and, you know, one of those that that goes one way and and you're bowl eligible – you know, this week, and it goes the other way, and you're kind of left scrambling again. Man, I, and I just think back to the games that these two teams have treated us to the last several years, and whether it's been at your place or at our place, it feels like every one of them has gone down to the very last tick on the clock. There has been so much at stake. Um, they're so physical. The two matchups, these two teams get so physical with each other. Uh, there's been some bad blood. We had the, the kick at the horn last year, and Lincoln got all twisted out of shape. And it's been, uh, it's been really entertaining when Oklahoma and Baylor have gotten together. So I think everybody's just looking forward to that again. But you're right. There's a lot on the line. Even at 5-3, and three, there's a lot on the line for – you know, what the trajectory of the rest of the season is going to go for these two programs.
Yeah, very much so. Uh, rain, it looks like. What's it looking like weather-wise Saturday afternoon? Well, it's getting better. Okay. Uh, two days ago, it was 65% chance of rain. Yesterday, it was down to 35%. And this morning, it was at 2%. Oh, okay. Hit hard on Friday. Uh, like, major storms and maybe even some severe weather. So, I don't know what time you guys are getting in here, but hunker down when you do. Uh, but the the hope is that mess all clears out of here before uh, we get a, you know up and going on Saturday. It might be a little bit of a, a sloppy track, although they do a pretty good job of draining that thing. But hopefully it has all cleared out of here and uh, we don't have to deal with the rain. It could be a pretty nice day. Nice. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, that'd be good. I was talking to one of our equipment guys yesterday, and he was kind of bemoaning the fact about uh, white pants, white jerseys, on a, a turf field or on a grass field with red paint. So he was already thinking about the cleanup after a game like that on a wet field, no less. So that'll yeah, be fun. That's, uh, you're going to have to get the Clorox bleach out for those things. <laughs> no question. Sure. Hey, let's uh, switch gears. Uh, basketball starting on Monday. How does it look for uh, for the Sooners starting Monday? Boy, I don't know. I – I, uh, you know, every new year brings excitement with it, but I don't have a real good feel yet for how good Oklahoma's going to be. Uh, they return both of the Gross brothers, Hill, so that's great. I mean, that's some really good returning punch there. But the other guys that are going to be major factors for them this year are newcomers, both transfers and and true freshmen in some cases. And, um, you know, they come highly regarded. Grant Sherfield came from Nevada. He's a point guard. He was the Mountain West Newcomer of the Year a couple of years ago. Uh, was a really good scoring point guard for them. I think he's going to be their their starter at the one. Joe Bamisil, uh came from George Washington. Uh, he was a prolific scorer for them. I think he's going to either be their sixth man or maybe start there on the wing. But those are two major impact guys that we haven't got to see yet in a Sooner uniform other than in some exhibition play. And they got a couple of top 100 uh, high school recruits in here. Uh, Los Uzon out of Las Vegas and Otega Owe out of New Jersey that are going to be big impact guys right away too. But it's just hard to know until you see you know everybody in person to know how it's going to gel and everything. Uh, I think that Year two under Porter Moser, you know, everybody's got a year in his system, so that bodes well. Usually that, that helps everybody settle in a little better. Uh, hopes are high. They didn't get to the tournament last year despite a nice late charge, so they need to get back there this year. But I, I'm eager to see them in action to get a little better feel for whether this is a, a team that can live in the upper half of the Big 12 and, and be a firm NCAA tournament team or not. Very good. It's right around the corner uh, starting Monday. For us, do you guys play on Monday? Yeah, we play Monday night. Sam Houston State will be here. Gotcha. Very good. Final thought. I saw a great picture of you. Uh, You uh, must have been Halloween evening. Did you have a show on Halloween where you had a really good costume that looked a whole lot like Joe Castiglione? That was very well done. (laughs) We do our uh, coaches show at a local barbecue restaurant. Um, I think you do something similar, Rudy's. maybe. Yeah, and, we love Rudy's. Yeah, Rudy's. And uh, I dressed up as our athletic director, Joe Castiglione, <laughs> who's pretty uh, widely known for his fedora hats and bright yeah. jackets on game day. 
And his wife was kind enough to help me out and steal a couple of things from his closet for me to wear <laughs> for the coaches show. So uh, that was a lot of fun. And so far, I haven't been fired. So that's good. <laughs> I gave everybody raises. Uh, I'm not sure he's going to like that, but I gave everybody raises. Fantastic. What a great day Monday was. Yeah. Hey, man, it's great to visit with you. I appreciate your time. And uh, we will see you on Saturday. Look forward to visiting there. All right, safe travels, brother. Thanks. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. That is uh, Toby Rowland, the longtime uh, voice of the Oklahoma Sooners. Football, basketball, baseball, other duties as assigned. So Toby does a great job representing the uh, fan base there and the athletic department at Oklahoma. Baylor and OU coming up Saturday at 2. Uh, Aaron, he kind of gave us an update on the weather. Maybe it's uh, not as bad as a uh, picture as I'm painting it to be. Yeah, and I... I- I guess I think that bad weather would maybe favor Baylor a little more because maybe. because yeah, of the maybe. ground game. Yeah, not that Oklahoma can't run the ball, but it's right. what Baylor tries to do and actually does very well most games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So we'll see how that plays out, but maybe it uh, is not going to be a complete washout like uh, I was thinking it might be. All right, great.